Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for joining me. If you are a little bit confused, then this episode is actually emerging from mine and Carl's Your Spiritual Shift, which was a a different podcast that we actually ran not too long ago. I've decided to merge it with the Superconscious Success podcast as a new segment. So any episode moving forward will actually be a part of the Superconscious Success podcast. Now, if you are wanting to know anything about ascension, about spirituality, about manifestation, about law of attraction, we even have channeling episodes in there. If you're interested in all of that, figuring out how you can actually transcend, how you can actually move from 3D to 5D and so much more, then this segment is the one that you're going to be wanting to go to. So thanks so much for joining us in this episode and we'll catch you soon. Hey there, spiritual shifters. I'm Jennifer Matthews and along with my co-host, Carl Gruber, we want to thank you for joining us here on the Your Spiritual Shift podcast. Now, we're super excited to have this show in order to bring you the world's top thinkers, teachers and practitioners of modern non-dualistic spirituality, something that you and the world are now awakening to and finally allowing the light, the love and the truth to flow into your mind and into your heart. That is our aim here, to help you blossom into an enlightened being and move you to a high vibrational plane where you can live the life that you love and love the life that you live. Before we head on over to introduce today's guest, please take a moment to click that subscribe button below to help keep this important podcast alive and well. So, hey, Carl, over to you. All right. Thank you, Jen, my Aussie buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Our special guest today, author and channeler Caroline Oceana Ryan, has channeled information from angels and spirit guides since childhood. She currently channels the divine wisdom and higher energies of the collective, a group of higher beings here to support us as we ascend into fifth dimensional life. Caroline is the author of six books channeled from the collective and the cultural memoir, Adventures in Bell. Belfast. Her book, Lennon Speaks, was channeled from the spirit of John Lennon. And her most recent book, New Earth Journeys, offers the collective's input on the challenging, very challenging issues presented by the pandemic and related issues. She's the facilitator of the Abundance Group and is co-host on A Night at the Roundtable. And that airs Thursday evenings on bbsradio.com. Station two. She holds an MA in education and theological studies from the Union Theological Seminar in New York City and currently lives near San Luis Obispo County in California. Wow, that is awesome. Caroline, welcome to your spiritual shift. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Carl and and Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me. It's lovely to be here and hello to everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. We've got a lot to talk about today. And but before we do, can you go a little bit into your story and let us know kind of how you got to be where you are today? You know, how you started to channel the collective and and all of that. Can you go a little bit into that? 
Yes, I mean, my background is very similar to that of many, many people who are very spiritually aware right now, meaning that I was raised to think in very conservative, very traditional terms. You know, we went to church every Sunday and uh, my father was a Protestant clergy and um, I had a orientation which was not exactly, I didn't feel in opposition to that, but it was a two-pronged journey in that I would, we lived, in, when we lived in Maine, when I was a little girl, I would play in the woods with my friends and I fully expected to see fairies and elven um, creatures. And I just had this whole connection to the earth and to the natural world that was very powerful. And I could tell, I wouldn't, didn't know at the time, but I would talk to my higher self. I didn't know who this woman was who would kind of just appear in my, in my mind's eye. I would talk to angels. I knew they were right there. And uh, there's just a lot of things a child intuitively knows. And then that gets shoved aside after a particular age. And I think it's mm -hmm. that way for most of us. And you come into the full training, the full sort of mental programming of modern life that says, oh, that's nonsense and it's not scientifically proven. And you have to do as the church says, you end up in hell. So I went that route for a while, playing music, always energy pouring through me, playing piano, being a poet. And then somewhere along the line, maybe became an activist, a human rights activist by my mid twenties. And then by my late twenties started practicing yoga and into early thirties started reading what people were then calling new age or new thought books. And that's when I started to wake up and I thought there's no mean evil um, so-and-so <laughs> in the sky who's trying to make my life hard and who's threatening to throw me in hell if I break a rule. In fact, the universe is love itself. And that, I, that just started to catch on like wildfire from my whole being. And then I, I, right around the mid nineties, I started thinking, you know, I used to be able to bring through a higher wisdom. And I started writing out a question and I asked that wisdom would come through me and I didn't share it with anybody. And then some of it would come out in my writings by this book, I, early 2000s and this, this book I was writing about life in Belfast and um, after the peace agreement. And then by the time, you know, it was about 2014, I guess, I thought I used to be able to bring through this lovely higher wisdom. And within a day, this group came to me and said, we would have messages that we would like to give you for light workers. Could you please take them down and share them? And so I said, yes, I, I guess I can do that. So I, that's where a message to light workers started. And it's been, they've been shared all over the world. And it's really such a beautiful thing for me because I almost never get a negative response. What people are taking in is the energy of them. We're going mm -hmm. past this left brain obsession with information and saying, what is the energy saying? What is it speaking to me? And we're just uh, opening up our heart space that way. And then within a year, the group said, well, we'd like to do a book now. Would you uh, start, you know, with that? And I said, yes, okay. So now there's been six books and then more coming, I guess. <laughs> and so then I started doing individual sessions for people and uh, recorded channelings if they just had one or two questions. And I still do that. And then people start asking me to come on to telesummits and webinars and now podcasts, obviously. So uh, that's how it went. 
Um, and a lot happened to me personally, you know, um, I grew up in a very unhappy family. And so for me, the journey has been one of healing, uh, not yeah. just a mental enlightenment, but a whole healing of mind, body, spirit. And um, I'm very, very thankful because all of us come in with trauma from other lives and everything just about that happens to us in this life is meant to show us where healing is needed. It's been needed maybe for centuries and we can curse our circumstances, but really they're a huge blessing because they're saying, look, this has been a problem in the past. Let's time this time in this beautiful higher light coming in. Let's finally heal this. So that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> I have a question. Um, so when the collective first came to you, um, did it freak you out? Uh, did they did they first write through you or did they immediately start using your voice or, or both? Um, the writing came first and then I felt shy about speaking messages through them, but I got past that. And then I had to get used to doing guided meditations from them, which I didn't want to do. I felt very nervous about that. So you just get moved past these blocks, you know. Um, but it didn't bother me because I've always felt there was something else there. They seem to be here. They seem to be on my right. And when I talk to people's spirit team, their angels, guides, higher self, they're, they're generally over here, which is interesting. Um, well, I won't go off on that, but at any rate, um, what they call Kirlian photography can show where the different colors in your aura, and this is purple here. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So it didn't bother me because I'd always been in contact with people who were in the room without showing themselves and uh, physically. And um, sometimes I will see something peripherally or see a flash of light. But sometimes, you know, I've got friends who do see these beings and I, I feel that would flip me out slightly, but it would also be fascinating. <laughs> so, um, so I was just, I was just. I was just thinking, um, Caroline, as you were speaking. So when you were young, you said you came from a traditional um, religious background where you went to church and um, I came from the same background as well. So when you started to to contact or to see these, these other beings or to hear these other beings, um, did you kind of keep that to yourself or fear that, that you know, you're going to be ridiculed or um or did you kind of like try to speak to your parents about it or what sort of happened in that regard um I don't think that I really talked to anybody about it when I was growing up do you mean when I was yeah younger? when you were growing up and you said that you you connected with the fairies and and you knew no, they, that no they just thought I was slightly nutty I have a reputation in the family as being very eccentric, very left of center, a little wacky. And because I, I never married, that only um, sort of exacerbates that situation. Oh. I'm the bizarre spinster who's a writer and a poet who lives sort of elsewhere in her head. And, um, you know, there are a lot of reasons, too, why I was up in my head a lot with my imagination, because you suffer hmm. certain forms of trauma. It, you feel it's not safe to be in the body. So um, in a sense, they, those things work together. But no, I didn't really talk to them about it a lot because they tended to say, to edge away from it. It was yeah. the whole world, the experiential part of, of um, spirituality was not what they recommended. They recommended the dogma and sticking mm. to the rules. And that's yeah. what they were comfortable with, but I never was. You know, we're going to ask uh, if the collective can come in in a moment, but I, I'd like to find out... Um, 
so you're a poet is that is that channeled or is it strictly caroline and what do you write about isn't that interesting it's an interesting question i went from writing poetry for many many years to when i lived in los angeles and actually i spent a year in London studying acting and theater. And I started, I was gonna write um, stand-up comic um, monologues and, but a play came forward and then other plays after that. And I produced a few of them in LA and um, because I went back to LA in 94. And, um, you know, I don't know sometimes which is me and which is somebody else because when you're in the energy of just allowing um, inspiration or a flow of energy to flow mm. through you in that current, you don't know exactly where it comes from. It could be your higher self. It could be a past life self. It could be a lot of different things. Um, but it, the voice of the poet is so sacred to me. And it comes through very unconsciously, sort of the way you'll watch someone draw sometimes and they'll just dash, their, their hand will mm. dash across the page as if something is unseen is directing it. It's very instinctual. So I tend to think it's a bit of my higher self, a bit of me, a bit of something I can't really name. But it's fascinating, isn't it? And it, you could call that channeling if you wanted to. Yeah. Maybe mm -hmm. you were channeling Shakespeare when you were in London, huh? <laughs> but you know, I've talked to Jen about this before. That's how I write. When I when I write, I I'm not consciously a channel, but when I write, I invite spirit to come through me, and then I'll sit there in front of the computer and go. And when I'm done, however later I look at back, I go, I wrote yes. that. Yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I do the same. And I think and I think it's amazing the the sort of the sort of stuff that you can come up with when you invite your higher self in into the or spirit into the um into the situation is amazing. And you look at it and you go, wow, that's that's like some of the best work I've ever done. Um <laughs> so and it's, there's no struggle. And you can be sitting there for like hours and there's no struggle and the time goes so quick. And yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's definitely the best way of doing it. So now I did I did read um, through through your New Earth Journeys book, or at least I read through a number of the chapters of it. Um, and that was all channeled from the collective, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, very fascinating. Very fascinating uh, because there is a lot of a lot of stuff going on with the situation or the pandemic or whatever we want to call it at the moment um and you know the the chapters on on the vaccines the chapters on all of that was was very fascinating to to hear what the collective had to say about that but we are going to bring the collective in in just a moment and mm -hmm. special treat and we're going to have a talk to them about um about some of the craziness going on i'm sure carl has got some questions that he would like to ask oh, so yeah. oh yeah <laughs> so caroline <laughs> if you are able can you please bring in the collective and we'll have a chat to them Yes, sure. Um, what I like to ask everyone to do, and this gives me a moment as well as if you just sort of um, go into your heart space, you're breathing in deeply in through the nose slowly. And slowly out through the nose, sorry, out through the open mouth sort of. And that's going to, as you continue doing that, that puts you in the heart space and we would encourage listeners as well to give this moment to yourself as a sort of quiet gift of being fully present and just continue that and I'll bring in the collective. Just give me one moment.
Oh, well, greetings, dear ones. We are very pleased to be amongst such beautiful company and such luminosity and warmth and joy. And we take great pleasure in being with you today in part because what you are discussing is really a matter of finding one's joy and not only tunneling through the issues, the challenges, um, the intensity of these times. And so if you have a question, that is fine. We are happy to lend our assistance. Okay. All right, Jen, you want to go first? <laughs> I just want to say thank you for being here, Collective, and we are looking forward to hearing your insights as to some of the craziness that is going on at the moment. Um, so <clears throat> I'm going to, I know that Carl has got some very important questions that he wants to ask, and so I will pass it on over to, you, to him first. So what would you like to ask, Carl? Well, Collective, what an honor to have you here. Thank you so much. Uh, we love talking to, to our friends, our ascended friends, who know so much more than we do can see all. And, and you're, what's going on, like Jen said, with the, the chaos in the world, considering that all of humanity is now at a seeming crossroads in existence, uh, uh, ascending to uh, the enlightenment of the 5D crystalline world, uh, what right now we're going through a dark path of conflict, fear, brutality. Uh, is man going to perish? What role does uh, free will of man play at this crucial point in time? Yes, indeed. And this is one of the greater questions of the era because people are wondering, do we still have free will or has that been taken from us? And so they're wondering, well, how can I affect what's happening half a world away? Or how can I shine so brightly that others are encouraged and so am I? I don't lose hope, I don't lose faith in what is happening and I don't miss the beauty, the power, the miracle of it. So we are going to say quickly to begin with, no, humanity is not going away way. This is your moment. This is the moment in which you ascend to this beautiful luminosity that we spoke of earlier. Because in this moment, you be begin to remember who you are and you begin to reclaim your co-creative power as divine beings in physical form. And you haven't really ever been there before, not in a very, very long time and not post third dimensional living. This is an ascension that is quite remarkable. We wouldn't say there are too many planets out there that have managed it so far and not too many uh, physically incarnate beings who have managed it. And so you blaze a new trail, you've got billions and billions of ships sort of, shall we say, parked all around the planet, all of them watching what you are living through and what you are proving to yourselves and to others. We do see this as some call it the dark matrix dissolving. We do see the stranglehold of the old power crowd as our writer calls them, the old tiny elite who have pretended to be your lords and controllers for centuries. We do absolutely see that fading now. And we ask that you have faith in the power of your own heart space, your own ability to grasp your own light and to stay in the present moment. Now, we understand you are watching your television sets or your internet or what have you, and you're hearing dire reports of war here and there, or perhaps the drumbeat of war in different parts of the world. You're seeing economic collapse and you're wondering, in addition to these uh, natural and not so natural disasters, and you're wondering, good grief, what's going to happen next? And we would answer transmutation, transformation, your own and that of your 
planets. And no, it is not a moment to lose faith or lose hope or what have you. It is a moment to celebrate in the sense of finally we're here. We're crossing that bridge. We haven't completely crossed it yet. Things look shaky because they're in transformation mode, one might say. Uh, but um, every time you ascend into joy, every time you ascend into your own empowerment, every time you move into this feeling of I create my own life, we all do. And I choose the path of light and the path of joy and fulfillment, you are obliterating the hold that fear and stress and this chronic sense of disempowerment that people have lived under for centuries, you are erasing all of that. And so we encourage these beautiful moments and we say often to people, keep looking at how beautiful your life is, keep meditating, keep uh, chanting the mantras, keep doing whatever assists you, the tapping, listening to high vibrational music, being out in nature, giving thanks for anything and everything you can think of, move into that energy. And this disempowering moment of, are we going to make it or not, will fade away and you'll realize in a sense, we're already there, all times are now, in the fifth dimension, you won't be thinking in terms of this linear past, present, future situation, and you'll just relax into knowing that all is well. So we say to you, why not start that now? Why not begin mm -hmm. to celebrate? Because it's already taking anchor beautifully, already happening. Yes, indeed. Wow, beautiful. Beautiful message. So what so what can we do as as light workers, as starseeds, as as people that are trying to help the um, the universe at the moment to to help humanity? What can we do that is going to help to shift that 5D um, vibration that we're trying to to get to? What can we do? There are two things, Delwan. For one, as we say, you want to avoid panic. You want to mm -hmm. avoid a, a reactive state of, um, well, they've just threw this one at us. They just threw this curveball, or there's been this threat or this uh, seeming lack or the supply chain is broken down or jobs have disappeared. You want to avoid going into a panic and train yourself now through meditation and through quieting the mind to stay on the track of remaining calm. And mm -hmm. you also want to remember that no one creates your reality but you. And mm -hmm. this is what's really trying for a lot of people because you're used to just trusting certain areas of information, certain modes of direction, and what used to be called political leadership, which as you can see, isn't anymore. It's a political model and it's dissolving. So what you want to do is realize I am my own creator. I am in the captain's chair. I run my own uh, ship. I run a tight ship and I'm captain of that ship. And I'm not going to take anyone else's word for it, even when they seem to point to obvious evidence that, well, it's all fallen apart and we might as well all fly into a panic and feel the, um, the stresses of the moment. If you mm. refuse to play along, you don't draw in those transmissions. You open up to much higher ones. 
And each day when you wake up, image this powerful light pouring in now. The sun is going into these solar flares and it's pouring out this beautiful monoatomic gold dust, these higher level particles. These are light codes that hold data that affect every cell in your body, every particle of your mind, emotions and your spirit. Just image all that light pouring into the, to you. Speak to it, say, thank you, friend. You are what informs my day, you and my higher self. I don't give my power away to anyone else. Yeah, that's okay. something that that's something that we're seeing in Australia at the moment is the panic. And it's something that um, I work very hard not to fall into. And there's through a lot of meditation, as you said, through a lot of self-reflection, a lot of connection with my higher self. But we are going through that supply issue at the moment but but not because of COVID actually because of the um we've had flooding over here and so none of our trucks or food trucks or anything can get into Perth so literally the the shelves are like empty um at the supermarkets and it's something that we've never seen before and so people of course decide to panic buy and go in and buy everything that they can and and so I've tried really hard to stay grounded and to stay to stay balanced. Now, I wanted to I wanted to bring up the topic, which is something that people there is a great separation about, and that is the topic of vaccines because it is something that people are are stressing about. Um, and I did read Caroline's book, The New Earth Journeys, where we did talk about that. Can you give a little bit of insight into that? And how important it is that we maintain that light as we go in, um, if that is something that we are required to do at this point in time. We would say to those who feel they have no choice, uh, do not panic. If you are made to take this vaccine, any ill effects can be overcome and yeah. you can repair your system. Please do not panic. Uh, there are wonderful nutrients, wonderful um, vitamins, supplements, um, water fasts, if one is able to do that for mm -hmm. a few days, which can counter the ill effects. Some people thoroughly believe in it. This is fine. You know, this is one's path. Every mm -hmm. path is utterly sacred. We ourselves do not recommend it because some have suffered adverse effects. Mm -hmm. uh, but we would say, follow what you believe is right for you, dear ones. We don't tell people what to do. What mm -hmm. we really intend is that everyone understands what was essentially behind it if one reads our books if one is led mm -hmm. to the books that is fine um, if one is not led to them or prefers to just go one's own way again that path is sacred and we bless and give thanks for it so mm -hmm. understand as well and this is the not very happy part of it that your entire environment has been full of toxins for quite mm -hmm. some time now that began uh, a couple centuries ago and even before that there are transmissions of energy that are not helpful there's a contamination of water supply and food and air you have seen the chemtrails you have seen mm -hmm. all of this and it's more important than ever to take oneself into one's own hands and to say, I'm, I'm going to say for some become a vegetarian, others a vegan. I'm going to drink a lot of water, pure water. I'm going to have mainly a plant based diet of uh, organic fruits and vegetables. And, you know, uh, again, the vitamins, 
the supplements that one feels um, are right for one. Um, there are naturopathic doctors who can be of great help. And so it's, again, all about coming into a sense of mastery in the sense of this is my life. I'm the co-creator. I'm captain of my own ship. I don't hand my power over to others. And I don't stress in case I did that in the past. Oh, no, all is all is lost. No, it isn't. In this moment, come into your power, dear ones, and follow inwardly. Listen to what's going on inwardly, what is best for you. Now, we do encourage, if you're not used to hearing what your spirit team are saying inwardly, you can always say, look, infuse my thought with your guidance and your wisdom. Just use my own thoughts. And these lovely ideas will pop up. They'll be full of light. Some people use muscle testing, you know, where they link the mm -hmm. fingers like so. And if you can't, you ask a yes or no question. If you cannot separate, that is a yes. If you separate very easily, that's a no. And we encourage people start out with simple questions, not should I marry this person? Yes or no. Simple <laughs> things. Should I have a salad for lunch? That sort of a thing. And so you can trust the intuitive messages. But again, good grief, don't tr trade one authority for another. Don't move your trust in authority, sometimes quite benevolently mistrust in authority, um, to say the new age uh, gurus or uh, this channeling or that. Go inward, say to your higher self, look, if I haven't heard you actively, we'd better get started with that right now because mm -hmm. I have my own authority and I'm going to start listening. And bring, put me on the path of light wherever you lead me, let it be full of beautiful higher light. Yeah. I, I would like to ask, so, <clears throat> so Jen and I, we consider ourselves light workers and we've discussed this with other guests, you know, and like you're saying, you know, the light workers of the world have to step up their game because it's needed now more than ever. But Personally, and I, and I know a couple other light workers who have this issue too. You know, I come from the era, I grew up in the era of the, the old hippie, uh, uh, anti-war dissident era. And, you know, my ego wants me to get on that soapbox and go, you idiots, you're lying, blah, blah, blah. And, but I know that's not my path anymore. And so, so I am working through podcasts like this to, to raise my light. But personally, how... When my, my ego comes in and I see something and I don't even, my TV is not even hooked up, but I still see it on the internet and stuff, the stories about what's going on in the world. How, how do I quell my, my, uh, my ego to keep me from, from falling into judgment and just follow the path of light in, in non-judgment and love? In a channeling session, dear one, we would ask your higher self and your spirit guides, what they thought of that. And uh, we will say for your listeners in general um, that this was uh, the intro, what happened in the 60s, early mid 70s with activism, social, political, cultural, um, all of that was the intro to what you are seeing now. So wonderful that you and your generation are still here. You're not over age 100, you're still quite young and vital and you're very involved and your energies are have been primed for let's speak up, let's speak our truth, let's care about the earth and humanity and the animals, etc., and the plants and the air, and let's represent and protect them. And this is a beautiful impetus. And you're right that the time for duality and judgment is over. And this is something that the activists fell into in that earlier era. They fell into it very deeply and in fact have throughout history. And you avoid it by saying in your mind, when you see what others 
have chosen, you, you say, as Shakespeare did, whom you mentioned a moment ago, as Shakespeare did, all the men and women upon this stage are merely players. They strut and fret their hour upon that stage. And so you just grant them. You're playing your role, maybe in part to spur on the truth telling of those such as myself who are saying what we need to say. I love and respect your role. I love and respect you. It's not for me, but I bless you. And I welcome you into the light or I welcome you into enlightenment whenever you are ready. And sometimes they may surprise you. You know, our writer has a few friends and family members, very conservative people, but they will come up occasionally with some insight that her far more sort of left of center friends <laughs> have not come up with. And she will be slightly astounded. And we will say, why should wisdom only visit this crowd or that? Occasionally it will shift back and forth. And the beauty of that to see different facets of this cultural diamond shining is just astounding. And all are coming into the light in their own way, dear one. It's just that they come from different corners, uh, culturally or philosophically or religiously, etc. And this is fine. The interconnection of all persons is still there. They are still your family. They are still that to which you are beautifully connected in this web of light that is the beautiful um, telepathic heart-based understanding of light beings um, feeling compassion and love and increasing patience for those who wouldn't call themselves light beings yet and yet who quietly unconsciously aspire to such. So if you knew a three-year-old who couldn't pronounce the word serendipitous, for instance, you wouldn't laugh at them, you wouldn't be infuriated. You would just say, in time, they'll pronounce it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that's all, that's all, just bless them. Mm-hmm. I like that. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you would like to ask the collective while they're here, Carl? Well, yeah, and, and I am gonna ask this because I was on Caroline's uh, website and I saw her recent blog about this, and I find this very interesting myself. Um, I see that in your blog on your website, um, you mentioned the global grand jury that is now going on, a collective of uh, human beings uh, from the world of law and science uh, that are doing a global um, video prosecution of the untruths behind the current pandemic. Um, since it was mentioned in your blog, would you uh, care to to uh, uh, address that? Well, dear ones, human trust, as we were saying, in the old power structure, in the old mode of thought, in the old cultural standards, if they can be called that, or structures, all of that is just disappearing because you've been so badly abandoned and failed by those structures. So now you're creating your own. And really, isn't this what people dreamt of in the 60s and 70s when they started what were called alternative communities, except now that community reaches worldwide because of the internet and because of this increasing, they call inner net, again, the increasing strength of the telepathic interconnection of all persons. And so this is why these movements are spreading so powerfully, such as this trucker convoy movement going across the world and the grand jury being noticed by people across the, the world. And this is the court of the people, of public opinion because that old structure is just no longer relevant. 
So new structures are coming in their place and they hold so much more light, which will mean so much more staying power. And this is a beautiful indication of increasing empowerment and people coming into their, their strengths and gaining their voice and using it. It's been there, but they didn't know they could use it and they didn't see the immediacy of the need uh, until now, the full and thorough need to speak up, to speak against the idea that war is the always the answer or poverty is inevitable or uh, telling people what to do and forcing them to see things your way out of threat is inevitable or even preferable in certain circumstances. They're just seeing through that and saying, no, not really. Uh, I don't see the point of that. How, when did that ever work for humanity? And the answer is never. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Whew. Yeah. Lots <laughs> of time. Jen, what about you? Oh, I think I think the the questions that I have have been answered, and I I think there's been a lot of value given from the collective today. Is there is there any final words that the collective would like to like to give us to give humanity on um, on staying calm and and staying in their light at this time? Well, we are asking the higher selves of everyone who will be watching or listening to this podcast because we'd like to do that. And we what we are receiving is this phrase that, that the higher selves are using, which is don't forget about the joy, meaning mm-hmm. more expression of uh, being so thankful and so celebratory. You know, there was such a mad press, as they say, to come forward at this time, to be in the physical, to, to witness what is happening and to be a part of it and not just to watch from the higher realms. So it looks like a very tough time to be on the planet, but all of you desired powerfully to be here. You had very good reason and you were given the go ahead to be here. Some of you from other planets and other star systems and other, of course, other dimensions Um, but you've come through it this time because you said oh this is so exciting I have to be a part of it (laughs) now we would look about humanity and about the beautiful star seed and the beautiful light beings present and we would say where's the joy where's the celebration that you have come forward and here you are and now the transformation is happening so play that joyful music sing loudly dance and take great joy in nature because she is singing you know this the highest most beautiful vibration we have ever heard at least since the fall to the third dimension and that's only going to keep going dear loves so uh we are thrilled for you do not forget to celebrate no need to wait no need to wait remember to laugh like yeah that. remember to laugh <laughs> my oh, <yeah>. my <laughs> thank you have, so yep do we go have on, quick question i yes. didn't know if you going um, yes go for it I'd like to ask our friends, um, Jennifer and I are grounded in non-dualistic spiritual principles uh, and teachings uh, as like that, that comes through A Course in Miracles that was channeled by Jesus uh, in the voice of Jesus in a, in a Christian vernacular, but it's actually um, purely spiritual. Um, is the, the coming of A Course in Miracles, which was channeled in the early 70s, is, has that been a key, key factor in humanity opening and awakening? We would say it has been for some, yes. 
you know, it came in so as to bridge for those raised with Christianity to bridge from the traditional and the confines of that to the very much more open space that you speak of, the non-duality. And it has done that to a good degree. So it is there for those who desire to move from the traditional to um, the more sort of higher dimensional view of Sananda Kumara, uh, the oversoul of Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth. And it has been really a beautiful beacon for many from that viewpoint. And we would say it because it speaks in that nomenclature, in that sort of, in that world of Christianity, it won't reach everyone, but it has been of tremendous help for millions. Yes, indeed. And interestingly, it came through uh, persons who didn't really have any particular religious bent uh, or agenda, yeah. which is beautiful. Ellen yes, Shuckman, yeah. Ellen Shuckman was ascribed the channeler of that. Wow, this is awesome. I'm so happy to have uh, you on, uh, Caroline, and the collective. Thank you. Excellent. Well, we'll bring our rider back now. Uh, Thank you so much. Love, much love, and we are honored to assist. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So thank you. <laughs> Those were good questions. Thanks. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. I think I think our our listeners would have gotten a lot from that. And um, yeah, that was that was fantastic. So you come out of it very quicker. Yeah, I was going to no, say. because I am not an unconscious channel. I'm just, it's like I'm in the back of the room. I'm present, but I'm just kind of watching it, you know. I don't yeah. leave my body um, and I don't go unconscious. Some people are full body trans mediums. Um, I wouldn't want that. That's no. not for me. But I reckon that would be scary. I reckon that'd yeah. be scary, though. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've body enough. I need more in-body experiences in life. Um, the only yeah. thing I is they pour so much love through that I will get teary-eyed at times yeah. because it comes to the heart space. Uh, that's that's a slight drawback. So then I'm sniffling while I'm trying to channel. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Last, um, last September, I went to Florida for a three-day uh, weekend with Carol Collins, who is a full unconscious trans channel. Uh, she uh, brings in Seth. Uh, Yeshua, uh, James, um, um, the, I, the I Am Collective, and it was interesting being around uh, this body that really, I was walking down the street with Carol's body, and I said, well, Carol, will you and your friends, and she goes, the voice said, no, this is Seth, yeah, and she, <laughs> it was really interesting, interesting. too. Yeah, and she, hmm. she's on, like, for, for the entire weekend, she's on for, like, 98% of the time and and that's her she she gave uh the her teachers the um allowance to do that she it was her okay. free to do that yeah but wow it's interesting wow, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be if you were a friend or family member yes <laughs> yeah totally totally so, so you've also you've also channeled uh John Lennon as well Yes. How did that uh -huh. come about? It's good fun. A friend of mine who sadly passed away in September, she was Shirley Ballstock, an astounding medium and uh, psychic and energy worker, uh, just an astounding human being. And um, she, um, I was at a an event with her. We were both presenters and she was talking about, she, she would bring through John, uh, George Harrison, she would bring through different, uh, David Bowie, different musicians, etc. And um, she said to me at one point, John, 
wants to work with you. And I was astounded because I've always looked up to him. I was mm. heartbroken when he died. Uh, he, you know, because I was a tiny little girl during the Beatlemania thing, uh, they've always been there. They've always been in my life. And um, I just, uh, you know, listened to, to his music. I have my whole life and it, particularly his, his uh, solo music and was so influenced by him as a peace activist. And so I kind of put it off for a year and then I just started channeling it. And he was so great. He is just wonderful. Um, wow. and it's people, I think, really related to what he was saying. They seem to really enjoy uh, hearing from him on a lot of different issues, including um, are ETs real and are they, you know, have they landed sort of thing? Because he saw a ship in New York City, August of 74, I think that was one weekend. A lot of people called the cops and said, hey, there's a flying saucer, big metallic craft <laughs> floating in, in between these buildings in Manhattan. And um, he got pictures, but they came back blank. And I think that was to mm. protect him. Yeah. yeah. Well, wow, I, I know that's... Jen has to get going for another interview, but uh, you know the thing that I found interesting is is the collective mentioned all the ships from mm -hmm. other galaxies and universes that are hovered around Earth. Uh, I have had a number. I've had a number of, of channels and and ascended masters on my. I have a podcast too. Uh, have said the same thing. Uh, Ashtar. Are the Pleiadians and and that are around there at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, Ashtar, I believe, is the head of mm -hmm. one of the galactic councils, is there with this huge ship yeah. out. And uh, wow, how interesting. You know, no, most people don't don't believe that stuff or understand, but I've come to understand, yeah, that's what's going on. There are increased sightings of ships all around the world. Yeah. And sometimes they invite people onto the ship. Sometimes there people are actually speaking to the beings who are who have come in. Sometimes they just see the ships. I've seen wonderful videos and images, pictures. Um, definitely, they're parked all around. They're stationed all around us. It's just that they're cloaked, as they would yeah. say on Star Trek. Otherwise, if they weren't, they would blot out the light of the sun. That's how many there are. They're all watching us. Yeah. This is a huge moment on the planet. Mm. Which is oh, why things so are cool. crazy to do, but it's also an exciting time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think we're one of the the most exciting times at the moment, and and oh. I've and I've said since all of this started a um, couple of years ago when it first started. I can't believe it's been that long. What a year and a half? Um, and I've said that this is this is going to create an awakening like never before, because mm -hmm. the amount of people that I know that have have finally realized their purpose. They've finally realized what, like, what, what they desire to do. They've been stuck in this 3D for so long. And all of a sudden they've got this passion and this purpose to, to be doing something different. Um, it's it's amazing. And I think the level of awakening that's happening at the moment is is quite, you know, it's fantastic. So I think it's I think it's something that if we can look at that side of it, um, and like the collective said, don't panic. Don't fear. Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to everything's going to work out. We're going to be at a much higher vibration, a much higher level that we can um, live our best life and live in joy, people. Live in joy. We all we are here to love our life. We are here to what did we say? Love the life that we live and live the life that we love. Yep. Um, and that's really important. So thank you so much. I am going to have to head off for another interview. But Caroline, I am so 
blessed to have you here today. And um, Caroline's actually going to be on my Superconscious Success podcast as well, uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. So we're going to delve a lot deeper into some of the other aspects. The um, She's got a book on, is the book on the abundance? Abundance for all. Yeah, the abundance for all. The collective yep. on creating um, the light workers' path to creating money and true wealth, or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're Sometimes going to we're going. So, <laughs> so we're going to be um, covering that topic and seeing what the collective has to say on on that issue. So thank you so much for being here, and oh. um, and I will catch up with you soon, Caroline. Thank you so much, Jen. Thanks, Carl. Thank you. Thanks, Carl. <laughs> Okay. Bye. Ah, that's awesome. Um, So what I'll do is I'll put all of your details on the bottom of the show notes because um, I do have to head off for the other, for my other interview, but thank you so much for being here. We've been chatting back and forth and it's lovely to finally meet you. Oh, I'm honored. Really lovely time. Thank you both so much. Really lovely. Thank you. And I'll be in touch with you and um, yeah, and we'll get sorted for, for subconscious success.